0: watching uh, crystal skull i don't know why i got the new why? set i don't it know. it's just the one on i've TV? seen the least no it's the one i've seen the least so i'm like i'll pop it this one in first when i got the 4k and i re- i forgot that uh mac always calls him jonesy that was like the one takeaway i got from because <laughs> be hey, yeah. called jonesy by a lot of characters it's usually just jones Jones. Name the dog indiana it's a really right. cool fan made poster which put my favorite quote you know like they always have like if adventure has a name i can't remember Mm -hmm. they're at my parents house um what the what the catchphrase is for the third one but someone wrote my favorite quote as a catchphrase on their homemade poster and it was uh germany's declared war on the jones boys Mm i was like hell yeah i think i
1: posted i don't remember if i put it on facebook or twitter but i posted that when i was moving to germany so that's hilarious (laughs) yeah it's a good one it's a good one all right you ready to start up yeah. All right. Ready on the left, ready on the right. Hello, and welcome to Breaking Geek Rare, the podcast, the premier and flagship podcast of Bellarm Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and it's just me and Nick doll right now. Uh, Jammer is out on vacation somewhere in California, and Danny is having technical issues, but he may be joining us later. Fingers crossed. Today, we're going to be talking about The Conjuring Three The Devil Made Me Do It. But before that, we got a whole bunch of news to talk. About. So, what do you, Nick? I sent a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I'm kind of coming back from vacation myself, and my brain's a little lazy, so I didn't come up with an order. Are there any of those stories or any of the things that I sent that that struck your fancy more than the other?
0: I don't remember. I, I approved the list, but I don't remember the order it was on the list. <laughs> so, just let's just
1: go. You got through. the you got the Nick Dahl seal of approval.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't even send you anything. I, I had to watch one of the trailers. Okay. I don't have much of an opinion on it, but now I have an opinion on it after watching the trailer. So. Okay, so you me. watched
1: uh, both trailers?
0: Yeah, I already seen the Picard trailer yesterday, because how could I not? How could I miss the Star Trek trailer?
1: I'm kind of annoyed, because I, I don't understand this, and so maybe you can explain this to me. So, season two trailer for Picard dropped the other day. Um, I on saw Picard it, Day. On Picard Day. I saw it posted on Twitter from Paramount+. Plus their account. And when I tried to click it, it was region locked. What is the rationale
0: behind having a trailer be region locked? Yeah. Having your advertising be region locked. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's your you advertising. I like I didn't, I send you to the Detroiters trailer or something and it was region locked. Yeah. I mean, it happens
1: a- enough for me to get annoyed. It's frustrating. I thought maybe you would know. Um, I-, I just, I can't, I hate it
0: anyway. It makes sense. They region lock other stuff for their profit, I guess. Yeah, but I get if you want to region lock the whole
1: show. Like if you want to region lock the whole show like uh, fine, it's stupid but whatever. That's a thing that happens. But not the advertisement for the but anyway. Um so, I know you've been watching a lot of the new Star Trek stuff. I don't remember. Did you watch Picard?
0: Yeah. I liked Picard. it better than you.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So what did you think about this trailer?
0: With my limited knowledge of Star Trek outside of Picard, like this era, like that kind of era, it looks pretty interesting. I didn't understand all the different, because they kept showing different badges and I didn't understand what all the different badges were. Because obviously time is out of whack or something, like a lot of shows <laughs> that are out right now. All the Star uh, Trek shows. <laughs> well, I was even going to say just like uh, the whole time out of whack thing feels like, you know, Umbrella, Academy, Rick and Morty loki like just the way q brings it up um i don't know so i didn't get all the different all different badges meant like the captain from the first season has like a different signal on his badge so it's almost like everyone's suddenly looking at themselves and they're like uh oh yeah but it is it's cool to see q i know he's a very important character um i assume he's aging just to look like everyone he's he's basically a god-like alien Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Who probably wouldn't age, but maybe he's like and he calls Picard old looking at the beginning of the trailer, which is pretty interesting. One person pointed out online. I mean, it might not mean anything, but we know it means some things with Star Trek that Q also has a a goatee, which, you know, could mean something. That means that it always means something. Yeah.
1: Is he mirror universe Q?
0: Who knows exactly but as uh, someone who liked the first season and wants to get more into next gen and was able to understand the first season without researching too much i think i'll be able to fall into it pretty easily and enjoy it
1: yeah um so i will fill in one piece of
0: information for you
1: q is this show started with him right so encountered farpoint um began with him and meeting picard and so it's kind of nice that you get to to have that reunion. Um, I like seeing him again. He he's a great character. He's a lot of fun. John Delance you know fills him with so much um, just hubris and enjoyment, and I
0: I love seeing him back again.
1: Uh, I think B. Goldberg is coming back as well this season. So he announced
0: that like on the View like last season right? before we knew there'd be a season two.
1: Right. And like he, he did that, and like formally invited her back. And I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing their connection as well, because they have a really deep connection, um, Guinan and Q. So that's the thing that's going to make me watch this season, even though I was very lukewarm about the last season, um, because even though I was lukewarm about last season, the thing that they did right was all of the nostalgia stuff. So if they're able to somehow do the same thing between all three of them, Picard, Kiney, and Q, I'm going to be happy. So I just wish it would smooth out the rest of the story. I'm not a fan of any of the new new characters, really.
0: And I was a little surprised to see that basically every new character is in the trailer at some point. Yeah. Because I actually wouldn't. They didn't feel like the need to be season characters. They could have been a one, like, you know, series characters. They could have been a one season character. Yeah. Though I always liked the captain. He's a fun the captain who all of the people around his ship, are also, all the holograms are also designed on him. Yes. <laughs> it was one of my favorite parts of the first season, like when they're all talking about him behind his back, like for an intervention so that What's-Her-Face can learn more about him.
1: <laughs> okay, I take it back. I do like Rios, and I do like, not only do I like Rios, I like all of the other versions of him that he plays for right. I'm sorry.
0: So I was happy to see him back. but um, Allison Pill, I was like, I only remember how her, she ended up in the last. Like the, what happened to her by the end of the last season. She and murdered someone that,
1: and then it, would, then it just went, eh, that's cool.
0: And then one of Data's kids, Data's kids, yeah. Data, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I really think don't I remember what happened at like the end,
0: the end of the last season.
1: <laughs> uh, one of them died and then, because they were twins. And one of them died at the beginning. beginning of this one, age. right.
0: Yeah. And then of course, Picard is now a synth or whatever they call them in that universe. But yeah.
1: That's,
0: well, something that's something that they'll will ignore and not talk about.
1: Yeah, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. It would have been interesting if they had taken that and either made him a or something else. But
0: we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
1: Anything else about uh, Star Trek Picard?
0: Uh, having a trailer means we're even closer. Are so. we? Next year.
1: Next year. So it's, it's no less than well, like I six months away.
0: Yeah, but I wasn't sure the exact date. Did they give an exact date at the end of this? I don't know. It just feels like it could have been any time next season. The teaser didn't have any actual footage, so... Yeah, I do
1: remember them saying 2022, and that's all that I remember. So I don't think there is a more specific date other than that. So yeah, anyway, moving on. I thought this was an interesting story. So apparently there's a big kerfuffle about what heroes do and what heroes don't do. (laughs) Um, So on the new Harley Quinn show, we're getting a season three, which I, I think is the more exciting news about this story to me.
0: Um, oh, you didn't already know that we were getting a season three?
1: I kind of, you know, you never know.
0: Remember when it COVID, was announced?
1: <laughs> I never believe anything with COVID. Uh, so i I saw this article where they're just talking about the fact that apparently there was a scene in the new Harley Quinn where in the new season of Harley Quinn is yet to be released, where Batman is supposed to perform on Catwoman, and Warner Brothers came in and said, "No, absolutely not." And so we are getting this from Justin Halpern, who is the co-creator of the show. And what he specifically said is, in this third season of Harley, we had a moment where Batman was going down on Catwoman. And DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. They're like, heroes don't do that. <laughs> Halpern went on to say, so we said, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? They were like, no is that we sell consumer toys for heroes, it's hard to sell a toy of Batman if it's also going down on someone, which
0: I, I don't understand any of
1: that conversation. Like, I, what did you think about that article or, or that story?
0: It made me laugh. And then everyone's Twitter jokes for like the next three days made me laugh. They're still coming out today. They're so clever. I've retweeted like <laughs> Right. um. What's really interesting is because, like, they're letting him be, like, here, here's a weird kind of tangent that ties in. Um, when they announce Super Pets or whatever, my first response is, of course, they have to release something like that. Because otherwise, they've put their biggest characters behind an R-rated wall, even though these characters are meant for children as much as us. Yeah. Um. So I think that the fact they already put him in a Snyder movie murdering people, like not like i mean batman always kills it's, it's they say he doesn't but he's just it's it's a result of it not being a comic book and you know him having like blades on his arms but uh just like if you're sticking him in r-rated movies then why not have him go down on catwoman in another r-rated property that kids aren't supposed to watch like they oh. already have they've already is it only because it's batman they've already said terrible things about like every other superhero <laughs> It seems like well, except show. for Aquaman, right?
1: So, I think it was in the first season they did the same thing where the BB came in over the top and was like, No, don't do that. And I still have no idea what, because yeah, he's that still was.
0: over the top and ridiculous yeah. without whatever scene they had to cut. He was probably fucking yeah. fish. That was all. I think the heroes don't thing- go down on dolphins. <laughs>
1: I think it's super weird that in a show where Harley Quinn is making a clitoris out of ice with a flamethrower actually just a full-on vagina where she, and they're just like no this is this is a bridge too far like performing oral
0: sex is It's thing. like you it can't bring can't Batman happen. into it I think that's the whole point
1: well it's not even just Batman right I, I would almost understand it more if they were just like we won't let you do this with batman we won't let you tarnish the brand we want to have this brand but they're just like heroes don't do that are you fucking kidding me
0: you would think superman has to mostly do that based on the kevin smith proposition of actually having sex would blow a hole through lois the
1: uh hancock effect
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i
1: i have not seen kevin smith say it but i have seen what you're talking about in hancock and i'm like yeah I get oh, it. Oh, no,
0: I'm even referring to... He, like, says that in Mallrats, Brody, when he's asking questions to his friend before he meets Stanley. He's like, you need, like, a kryptonite condom. <laughs> That's the lie in Mallrats. He's like, otherwise his load would shoot right through the back of Lois. <laughs> That's a conversation.
1: I remember literally Mallrats. nothing about Mallrats. Oh, this
0: wow. Not
1: one, it's not one of my movies. I know I've seen it. That's about it.
0: And I've been excited to see... I haven't watched it yet. Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman following... The news from warner brothers um i haven't seen the latest one because he actually has a scene that uh where green arrow basically does go down on someone off camera and like you get or off panel and you could tell us exactly what the character is doing but right and it's green arrow who's not an article as that i sent you they also
1: know some pushback about that as well
0: oh, of course um, there was.
1: <laughs> let's see
0: and he's like i'm kevin smith bitch <laughs>
1: Yeah, so Kevin Smith tweeted, there was also a little pushback when we did a Green Arrow slash Black Canary oral sex scene on my run um, 20 years ago, but my point to DC Comics editor was Oliver Queen just knows how to make the ladies quiver. <laughs>
0: I did read that.
1: Especially when he hits the bullseye, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it can be a word smith sometimes. <sighs> he can be a wordsmith. that's good, I like it, keeping that, that's
0: good. Nice. I don't know. I just love all the memes because it's the way they said it. That's not what heroes do. Yeah. The meme that pops up the most is the Thor line. That's what heroes do. Like It pops up so much. <laughs> if you're ever
1: looking for a defining characteristic between DC and Marvel, this is it. This is it
0: right here. You know Tony Stark has to do it just knows how to do it just right. Like There are certain wow. characters where you think about in Marvel side, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Peter Parker, gotta, gotta do it.
1: I don't know about that. Not this version of Peter Parker. He doesn't know shit about shit. That's true. He's
0: gotta learn.
1: So yeah, uh, I think it's a weird article. I think it's a terrible statement. I think DC should never have. Uh, yeah, that was not the way to phrase that. It's stupid. Hey, we it's don't want to tarnish our brain. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bridge too far. Um, But anyway, I think it's weird to tie it into the toys as well. Because are there, is there a line of Harley Quinn cartoon toys like from this series and even if there was i feel like the people buying it would know what they were getting and third even if they were selling toys specific to the show it's not like they have to make this right i mean as a set create...
0: where it comes with batman yeah. and Catwoman.
1: <laughs> so again i don't understand the logic behind it but whatever that's just me it just sounds ridiculous it's
0: confirmation ridiculous. of a storyline where they try to fall in love or at least have a one-night stand yeah, because they never meet in the first season. I mean, obviously they know each other, but it's like this version of Catwoman just seems way, way too sophisticated for him anyway. Seriously.
1: Yeah. So, um, but so we have that not know. to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, have we have that,
0: that not to look forward to in season yeah.
1: three. We're gonna sit there and watch season three, and try and figure out what it would have been. That's footage
0: it. not found. <laughs> yeah, right there. That's right joke.
1: There to um, the obviously better universe now. Marvel has come out and said that uh, the Armour show Don Cheadle will scratch the itch for more Iron Man, which I think is kind of interesting. But he says, oh, tell your Marvel fans that we've got a series called Armour War coming up with Don Cheadle. It will probably scratch the itch our fans have for more Iron Man. the CEO of Walt Disney saying this. Um, do you have an itch? Does his statement make you happy how does it make you happy?
0: i don't have an itch for more iron man um i don't know it actually gives me a little bit of fear because i don't want them to lean too. i obviously it's going to be about tech and they'll have to bring up tony stark but i kind of want people to move on just like i want the spider-man villains to move on where they could actually be peter parker villains and not people who hated tony stark even though he's dead yeah um so I was kind of hoping the show would avoid Stark as much as possible, you know, maybe bring in but still like I was hoping for things like Justin Hammer brought in and obviously the suits probably have Sharon Carter involved in some way cuz she was just handed the keys to organizations even though she's not a nice person anymore. Maybe even get uh this is the show I would want to see uh Hayward, I almost said Hardwood, Hardwood come back in <laughs> cuz he also seems to have like an obsession with nanotech and stuff based on just the first episode. But I don't, I don't need it to be all Tony Starky with murals of Stark on the wall or Don Cheadle acting like Stark or something. But yeah, okay. I don't know. It really doesn't. Yeah, I don't need that itch scratched. But I'm sh- it will hopefully be a good show regardless. I mean, so far, we're doing well at Marvel. How about you? You yeah. have the Iron Man itch? No, I don't.
1: Um, I actually do. Just want to see how Rhodey deals with the loss of his best friend um, and what that whole means because. I- For me, there's a line from Falcon and a War Soldier. We talked about this before, where he's talking to Falcon. He says, why didn't you take up the mantle before? Mm -hmm. And I just thought it would have been interesting if he had turned around and looked at him and said the same thing. Like, well, why didn't you take up the mantle, right? If anybody was the heir apparent to Tony Stark, it would have been him. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they want to try to answer that question. And maybe it's just because he's comfortable in his own persona. Like, he doesn't feel like he needs to do that. Um, but I'm really just excited to see what, if anything, they do with his armor.
0: Like, how has it evolved? Mm -hmm. How there's war between armor. No,
1: um, no, just, like, how is I know, I know, it's joking. Yeah, yeah, I just want to see if they've done, like, a, um, like, I don't, I just want to see if he's gone, like, all nanotech, how, like, how advanced is his suit? Um, and will they bring his his story in the MCU to a satisfying close? Because I feel like we're getting towards the end mm-hmm. of rody being in the MCU.
0: I assume this is his last go around, like I assume uh, Hawkeye. I mean, Clint Barton's last go around is the Hawkeye series.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: they're going to sunset all their legacy heroes. Depending on what happens to Loki by the end of Loki, maybe that could be his last series too. But again, he's been killed a thousand times.
1: Yeah, that is true. So... Um, I do want to ask you about that because I didn't get a chance to listen to the show last week. I want to ask uh, what you think is going to happen to him at the end. We can move on. Let's move on. Um, we got our first look at Jane Foster's Thor armor. So moving from armor to armor. There was a t-shirt that came out and it's got an image of Jane Foster's armor. It looks pretty comic accurate. It's got Valkyrie Thor. It's got Thor flanked by uh, Jane Foster as Thor on the left and uh, Valkyrie on the right. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything. Like, there's really a lot to say about it. I, I think it looks cool.
0: Looks. I mean, I, it's not it's not a really great look because it's like it's on a T-shirt. It's not. I couldn't find a very big, clear big shot of it because the main difference is her helmet in the comics. They haven't been big on helmets in the movies to begin with so that part doesn't matter yeah she looks like thor
1: yeah i'm really curious how they'll play the story. this for a long time in the comic book they didn't know who it was oh
0: really yeah They're Like, so who is did. this woman thor
1: yeah that was it and and one of the reasons no one knew that it was her uh was because in the comic books jane foster had cancer and she was frail and hurt and every time she used thor's powers she became more infirmed in her in body. Um, so there was no way anybody would think that it was her. So I'm really curious um, whether or not they will keep that secret identity aspect of the story.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm guess uh, I'm guessing it's too short for that. I don't, I mean, it's a long story. And I, I even wonder, Taika Waititi sounded like they might use the cancer storyline, but I almost wonder if they'll even use that. I did notice in the picture the main two things I noticed is that yes, Thor still has Stormbreaker and she actually has meow meow. So, sorry, I watched the Thor movies leading up to Loki and that's what, the funniest joke. And the second one it's pretty is good. recalling the first film where she's like, look, meow meow, as it flies by. So <laughs> yeah,
1: um, we'll see. I'm more curious about that than anything else. Um, but armor looks good. They've been doing okay with the movie versions of the outfits so far so no reason to doubt it i'm just curious how they're going to take the story just give it to me already
0: oh we have indiana jones speculation yeah Where last Drop. time there was speculation it turned out to so last time there was speculation someone got a signature from toby God, jones mm-hmm. um and how it turned out the name? next day he was on set how could you forget his name what <laughs> i said how could you forget his name I always could I always expect it to be more complicated than that. Oh, Indiana Jones, Jones, yeah. <laughs> but now, um, someone online is saying their dad just had a pint with Harrison Ford and Anthony Hopkins and Phoebe Waller Bridge.
1: Hmm.
0: So Anthony Hopkins is a character I could see in Indiana Jones movie, like easy. Maybe even someone spots the Yeah, but I mean, usually it's like when they've spotted, uh, just... getting, uh Russell Crowe. Like everyone's in all the Thor actors were in Russell Crowe's uh box watching soccer or whatever and then he's like oh and I play Zeus in the movie <laughs> and Marvel's like fuck it god
1: damn you Russell
0: um who do you think Andy Hobson's gonna be
1: I, is almost a ex- character.
0: I almost expect him to be someone who's how much old he's not that much older Harrison Ford is he I almost expect him to be like a Mac in the last film where he served with Indiana or New Indiana during World War II okay
1: some good speculating. I'll take it.
0: I You're shall. Take seeing it. a lot of we talked about Joan Indiana Jones last week when you weren't here, but there hasn't been as exciting set photos since last week, so it's not really as much of a story as this. Anthony Hopkins' possibility.
1: Yeah. Um, moving on from Indiana Jones, we've got the runtime uh, so James Gunn responding to Lucy Crew on Twitter. Uh, she said she had a dream that Suicide Squad was split. So the first part featuring in dreamy gory training montages, no off-screen shadows, the thinker with hair, and the WB offices. James Gunn, how long is this film for real? It says it was a very inaccurate dream. It's an interesting response. Um, I think it's interesting how long it is. Um, I In my head, I was expecting this to be like 42 minutes shorter. Um, really? Like yeah. An hour and
0: a half? Yeah. I almost think if DC had any mandates, which he claims they didn't, it's like, we make our movies two hours, and 20 minutes here, 210 two to 220, or, you know, if you're having S as your last name, we'll let you go as high as mm. two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Um, <laughs> that that does, length doesn't surprise me at all. No, nothing about that length. That sounds exact. I'm glad it's not longer than that.
1: So does that, how does it make you feel
0: about the movie? Indifferent. won't overstay its welcome. Bad- I hope I mean if, if I had heard it was three hours, I'd be worried.
1: Movie's gonna be three hours. Two hours and twelve minutes, though, is a long time. Two
0: hours and twelve minutes. For an action movie. Like every act Marvel movie too. So it's like, eh. Okay. Well It's an action movie length these days. Yeah. Gone are the days of rush hour where it's like under two hours. <laughs> under two rush hours. Oh. <laughs> you got all the jokes that I'm missing.
1: Mm. Um I Really speaking, I like James Gunn's movies. I, I did not care for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as much as um, everything else he's done, but I'm looking forward to this. So if you can do it, if you can make it good in two hours and 12 minutes, I'm there.
0: Guardians Volume 2 is a good example. That movie could have definitely been shorter. Yeah, it could have. But I'm very happy with Guardians 1. It's just, it works. I think every minute works in Guardians 1 to an extent. So
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree 110%. Um I Central Park I kind of wanted to talk about the teaser trailer but I guess it's not the big deal because you don't watch Central Park, right?
0: No, I did have a takeaway from watching the trailer.
1: Okay, let's hear your takeaway.
0: It doesn't look funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's me not knowing the characters or something, but I watched the trailer I'm like these jokes are just stupid like like I don't know. I mean I, I don't
1: I think I was I'm mostly included because I was going to see what you and Danny thought. I I think it's it grows on you, and it's kind of weird. My daughter, out of anybody in the house, loves it the most. Like she is probably no kidding watched all of those episodes three to four times.
0: How family friendly is it? Below the like more family friendly than even the Simpsons because I assumed it was an adult show.
1: No, it's probably more in line with the Simpsons, if not better, um, in terms of being fr- family friendly. Like there's nothing. Over,
0: like crazier, over the top that they say or do, and that's maybe why I didn't like the jokes. Is like I prefer my adult cartoons. I'm not well, specifically watching adult, like you know, get some South Park, some Brojack Horseman. Yeah, see Brojack. I said Bojack. Unless oh, I just mispronounced is. it, that would be a good extra season. Brojack Horseman. It's just a season when he was in a sorority.
1: <laughs> that would be good. Um Yeah. So she enjoys it, and it is. It is not Roger. So it's a thing that I feel comfortable letting her watch and what she does and then walks around the house singing songs.
0: So is it actually so, a musical show? I know they sing the intro. I didn't know if that was a joke in the trailer when they called it a musical show. No, it's like you're watching an extended play.
1: Hmm.
0: So but you like good. it too, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't I I am not as enamored with it as Jamber is, um, but it's enjoyable. It just, for whatever reason, it took it. Uh, it took me a very long time to get into it, and I'm still not like excited for it the same way I am, like uh Ted Lasso. Or I'm really getting into
0: Mythic Quest into
1: Mythic Quest, and the other one, uh, For All Mankind. But this is definitely something I would watch. so like, If it gets turned on, I will sit there and watch it.
0: What's the Apple TV trailer that came out this week for a movie?
1: Oh, a Morning Show? Oh, movie. I don't know.
0: I can't remember, but it's just, it, it's a big budget movie, but just like at the beginning, it says an Apple TV Plus movie or something, and they're using just the most boring Apple logo that I'm like instantly turned off by it. And then The trailer was better than the logo. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Though. I don't remember.
1: Here, I'll look it up. Let's
0: it see. wasn't Tomorrow War, or, so I don't remember what it was. That was the only other thing. Yeah, I, I think that's it, Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. Or Netflix. I think Tomorrow War might be. Is Netflix? Is it? I could be wrong. I think it's Netflix because they originally had the same. They had to fight with without remorse over release dates because Skydance made both of them, and Skydance was kind of like, "Hey, look, don't put them too close together. <laughs> They'll <Don't> be <laughs> assholes."
1: Um, I cannot see anything about an upcoming Apple TV Plus movie. Well,
0: it was one they bought? They didn't produce. But I don't know. Yeah, what. I watched a trailer for it. Have well, you watched them? it? Hmm. Have you watched the most interest, uh, recent Tomorrow War trailer? From the this most week? recent one? No,
1: I'm figuring I'm just gonna watch it. So at some point,
0: I just it doesn't make any sense for me to watch. Trailers. I already have a prediction for a twist, like Z movies twist. What's the twist, What's
1: the twist.
0: There's a a woman he's working with a lot in the trailer. I think it's his daughter. Like I think it's a very obvious twist. If it's his daughter who he left behind like 30 years ago. Hmm. So when okay. I'm right, I already put it on Twitter. When I'm right. Everyone come crawling back
1: <laughs> Have people left you? Did something happen? Did she get canceled while I was on vacation?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: what did you do? I said the older, uh, awesome, other awesome powers line from <laughs> from. Uh, of his dad, Michael Caine, where he's like, There's only two things. <laughs> There's two people I dislike people who can't stand other people, but people who don't like other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> I don't remember. I, something I remember. I don't remember anything about
1: Invasion. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Yes, yeah, Invasion.
1: It's the only one on here that I think I might have seen something for that comes it was invasion in October.
0: i can't remember anything about it because i watched probably the tomorrow war trailer the same day and they're both you know what's funny
1: i you know why i remember this i think i saw it and i immediately started wondering whatever happened to uh invasion earth so there was a um a show that came on like back in the late 90s early 2000s it was animated called invasion
0: earth this is probably unrelated just such a generic title yeah totally unrelated. (laughs) invasion oh shit what's that about yeah who knows who cares
1: uh so that's pretty much it for news it's been a mostly quiet week unless you're into video games which you know you guys are lapsed gamers sort of um and i don't have a switch but there are a couple of things that came out this week that i'm or that were announced that i'm super excited about so
0: like what i mean i've been gaming lately a lot yeah what have you been playing uh i'm stuck on both at the moment well not stuck on Mass Effect. I got the Legendary Edition. Ooh, I just yeah. am in such a long section where it won't let you save that I haven't gone back to it. Um, it's like two big battles and you can't save in between them, so it's like fuck. I just spent forty minutes on that. But uh, and I'm actually stuck on Resident Evil Seven, and I ref- eight and I refuse to look up stuff when it. I'm stuck online.
1: Um, is this your first run through of Mass Effect?
0: I've never played it before.
1: Okay, how you? Loving like the, the
0: fuck out of the story and stuff. First, I was like, that this company should make a Star Trek game, and I realized Mass Effect is a Star Trek show. <laughs> I mean, so. Yeah, it pretty much is.
1: Um, do you, are you still in the first game?
0: Yeah, I'm stuck fighting the bad guy for the first time. Okay. All right. First time you meet up with Saaran or whatever his name is. Okay.
1: Ooh. Okay. I'm not stuck,
0: but like, that's a 40 minute segment where I'm like, shit. <laughs> I start this over do. every time I die.
1: I think you're about to be at a relatively big decision point.
0: Nice. I like that's what I like about those games and why it reminds me of KOTOR. I mean, it is BioWare, but I find yeah. the conversations like the Citadel and stuff far more. I like the action, but the Citadel stuff's my favorite Or making yeah. decisions. The action gets better in the second one. Um,
1: but the thing is, I played it so long ago, I don't know if it has aged well. Well, the combat in the second one
0: versus yeah. the first. We'll see. I like the combat in the first. Honestly, I have no issues with it. And like you know, it's actually HD, re-HD. It's not just like we added HD to the old game. It's like we oh, we went through and changed a bunch of visuals. Okay, that's
1: cool. I really like the music from the second one. The like, there's this um, track in there, fucking phenomenal. You should look it up right now. Get your hype for the second game.
0: Look up after the <laughs> right now. What about you, um, what would you see from
1: A3? Uh, so there's Battlefield 2042.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, I watched that trailer.
1: Game has a special place to my heart because um, like that was the thing that me and my friends always played together. So there have been some games that some of us played, and this, that, and the other, but that was the one that all of us played together, so there would be like six to ten of us just playing. Um, and it was fantastic. So we're we're chasing a meal. And it's probably not a good idea chasing uh, a memory of a time enjoying games like uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2 and everything else.
0: But and then obviously I was excited about the Nintendo. Yeah. Mostly Breath of the Wild. I actually, I'm a little disappointed they're not doing Metroid Prime still and they've gone back to side-scroller. Though I know Jam is really excited for going back to side-scroller. Um, and by Breath of the Wild 2 does mean something. Zelda always does this, at least for the last few systems. When they announce a Zelda game, you know, it's, by the time it comes out, it'll be the last game on that system and the first game on the next system. That's happened like three times now.
1: So I've heard supposedly new hardware is coming.
0: Yeah, but they haven't announced it yet. But I right. bet, that's what I'm saying, by the time Zelda will get delayed a few times, they want to be perfect. So by the time Zelda's ready to come out, it'll be on both systems just like Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild yeah
1: i'm gonna have to get a switch one of these days. It just hasn't happened yet.
0: maybe wait for the pro or whatever they haven't announced yet
1: yeah um and then the last thing that got y'all excited that well actually there were two there were two more uh forza horizon which doesn't require lots of explanation like i love driving game. and forza i mean, series ever it is so it, there was a time when need for speed was like just my favorite so it was gran turismo need for speed and now forces just decimated everything else um and i love that series and the other one
0: is starfield which is basically skyrim in space okay i i a lot of people that was like the big xbox game everyone was talking that was one of the most talked about games and of course yeah. bethesda being xbox exclusives Makes sense just because otherwise they don't have anything except for like Halo, which has been delayed a couple dozen times. Yeah. There were a few other games that I was like, thank God this is on current gen 2. Can't remember which one I was most, oh, Jurassic World Evolution 2. Mm. Sequel to a game I've probably put in, probably one of the games I've played in the top five the most. Not one of my favorite top five games, but it's just, it's mindless fun. So I'm like, ooh, a new game with new mechanics. It's like, Thank God it's current gen and next gen, and I was also happy that Guardian. I'm, I'm, I think I'll enjoy the Guardians game mm-hmm. more than the Mar- the Avengers game, and the Avengers game's gotten better as they've kind of fixed it. Um, because they say it's not because of Avengers, but you only control Star Lord, which is which is disappointing some people. But I'm like that'll lead to a better game, I think, than them trying to balance like six or seven characters.
1: Yeah, different gameplay styles and all sort of stuff. Is,
0: um rocket has a goatee and it's freaking me out but other than that <laughs> it's kind of set
1: by like as much of a halo player as i am like i'm kind of like <laughs> but I, it just didn't register with me at all it's not the thing i'm excited for
0: and i've never been a halo person so that wasn't any of the stuff i, I didn't even look at a video for halo i looked at some of the other videos for other mm-hmm. games i was just like yeah Halo's is a halo isn't this supposed one supposed to be super different like i mean also, open world or something.
1: So they're definitely beefing up. I mean, obviously it's been a multiplayer thing, but these are, I don't even know how to phrase this. I think, and I might say this incorrectly, the single player campaign is completely divorced from the multiplayer. Um, And I don't know what that means in terms of like why they're doing that.
0: It doesn't even say the multiplayer is free for anybody. Yeah. But you have to pay for Halo. Probably free with Game Pass, I'm assuming, not... Yeah. I assume that's only next gen but it's interesting how many games are both like they don't want the last generation to die because I know a lot of us can't afford PS5s.
1: Yeah they have to uh, straddle for a while
0: but I'm willing to bet the
1: next year to 24 months and it'll start to go away. I mean and then the other part of it is this if you look at the chips shortage that's happening right now it's certainly the shortage of systems with the PlayStation 5 they couldn't afford to do that right Oh, is that uh, why you think
0: switches shortage too? Because it was super hot during the pandemic, mainly because the Animal Crossing hit like right before. Everyone, even the kids who had never played the original, were like Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's impacting everything.
1: I think it's even impacting Tesla. So the chip shortage is just decimating everyone. Um, So people
0: selling switches online—they're always at my target. (laughs) Um. I don't have yeah. enough money to do that investment and resell and be an asshole. So no.
1: no, I just I just think like with the PlayStation 5 for sure, they were having trouble like
0: demand. Nintendo so. said that too. It's just I always see them at my local target. There's always like one or two. It might even be switch lights. I don't know if they're main, if they're talking about both.
1: I was at a German store day before yesterday or yesterday. It was either yesterday or the day before
0: yesterday, and I just saw
1: more switches in one spot than I have ever seen.
0: Yeah, I haven't noticed the shortage myself, but Nintendo claims there's a Switch shortage. Over. Yeah. Maybe they all ship yeah. them all to Germany. <laughs> the US is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I was I was
1: seriously tempted to get one.
0: Um, but it just it doesn't. It's so really... much fun. I mean, I even rebought uh, so much I'm excited for Jurassic World Evolution 2. I rebought it on Switch because I like to I'd like I really my favorite part about Switch is you know, you're playing any other game, you got this little controller kind of hunch over it you know switch i can like have both my arms on opposite sides of the couch and just like what half a controller in one hand and half a controller in the other and just like lay back and just play my video games without like being like hunched over a controller or whatever it's beautiful look up what Jurassic world evolution is I've never... it's a park it's the best park building sim i've ever played yeah um The graphics on the dinosaurs, are they use the same models as the movies and they have all the same sounds as the movies. So, And Ian Malkin uh, narrates the entire first game and the expansion pack is old Jurassic Park stuff, not Jurassic World buildings. And they have the voices of all the original cast, except for someone who sounds more like Scrooge McDuck doing a Hammond reference. All the other actors are back, just like Jurassic World domination because the assignment and the expansion is that you've been hired by Hammond to fix the park. You know, so none of it's continuity, but it's right. just like fun park building with lost raptors escaping and devouring people. You can build your, you don't have to play it straight. You could, uh, on Isla Nublar, it's a sandbox mode, not even a plot mode. So you can like literally build your ultimate park for the money doesn't even matter and just like even do channels and stuff and like get all the people trapped in a square as they're trying to leave and then let the Indoraptor in. It's fun.
1: <laughs> I feel like, yeah, simulated murder. Super fun, super
0: fun. Stress Parkway.
1: Somebody who has uh, deleted the the blood out of a swimming pool in The Sims. I totally understand what you mean.
0: Yeah, see, yeah. it's like that only with dangerous dinosaurs. Yeah, and Ian Malcolm being like, "Oh, oh, oh God, you done it."
1: That's um, <laughs> well, funny.
0: Each time you get like a new dinosaur, he's like, "Ah, oh, ah, oh, ah!" Oh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, I remember the first time I saw one of those. <laughs> it was terrifying. <laughs> It's fun.
1: I'm gonna watch a couple of YouTube videos. That just sounds you should. fun. To watch. It's great. <laughs> that sounds fun. All right. We got a movie to talk about. you ready to talk about a movie.
0: Shouldn't we uh do uh looky looky here comes Loki first? Right. Or should we do it after the movie?
1: So I think I wasn't here last week.
0: That's the name of our segment. We decided that's the name yeah, of the segment. we decided looky looky, here comes Loki.
1: <laughs> Knock it out. Let's go. You you lead us, you lead me through my first Looky, looky,
0: here comes Loki. Well, we've both seen both episodes now. I know you guys see you're one of those special people who get to see the first two off the bat. Um, I'm liking it. The first episode is probably my favorite first episode of any of the Disney Plus series. But I would actually say the second episode is probably one of my least favorite episodes of all the Disney Plus series. Really? Tell me why. It gets better, but I really dislike the first 20 minutes. It's just like the fight scene in the tent. Of um, spoilers obviously but this we were released this on friday and loki's out on whatever spoilers the fight inside the tent looked like something maybe it was because it was so dark but looked like something from iron fist okay um and then it kind of slowly got started but by the end the fight scenes were better lady loki who we all guessed was a fun like villain to have and there's a lot of good references even within her costume um like she has a broken horn which is a reference to the comic this is mostly based on uh loki agent of asgard where kid loki has a broken horn mm-hmm. i don't know it's fun uh, owen wilson's fantastic i love that kids are discovering him for the first time like have you seen this actor and it's like yeah a lot <laughs> <laughs> it's got that nice buddy thing going and i'll don't know. it be interesting to see where it goes now that Loki's disappeared off with Lady Loki rather than sticking around the time variance authority.
1: Okay. Um, what have
0: you thought so far? I think it's
1: good. I I don't think I was, so my impressions of the show are are weird in the respect. So you're like, I didn't like the first 20 minutes for me, it all blends together because I watched yeah. it like it was a two hour, uh, uh, an 80 minute movie. Yeah. And so I didn't get that impression, but I still liked it. And the, the Elements like from this episode. It was kind of interesting to see Loki integrating into this life at the TVA. Swatting
0: at this minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that scene. Um, but the plot of this show thus far feels like kind of like a uh, 48 hours with Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. And it's basically like, you know, we, we break out this criminal so he can help us catch them all. Um, and this is just a little bit deeper than that. So we'll see. Um, I'm... One of the things I'm curious about is whether or not, so I don't know if you saw that Jonathan Major says that he is not in this show. Um, we have, and so he's the guy that's playing King, the King, the Conqueror.
0: Oh yeah. He's like, what are you, t- he says something like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking. He didn't say fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. He's a good Marvel liar. If it's- yeah, he is. You know, yeah. you know, there's even like kind of be like, you never say never or like what's loki he's just like i don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> yeah, talking about
1: um i'm really curious as to whether or not um so owen wilson was like oh you got another agent out there blah blah, blah. whether or not and he's talking to uh google and of raw
0: oh yeah i didn't even think of that part But she's like i have another person who brings in shit right
1: and they and like that's it and you know we've done this thing before where um Pulsar from or I'm sorry, Photon from One Division was like, I've got friend, and it turns out to be some random ass mm-hmm. person from the Air Force, Space Force, whatever. Um Ford. Yeah. So I'm hoping that this isn't that same thing and it actually turns out to be something, but we'll see. Do you uh, think
0: it, there mm. are timekeepers at all alive anymore? I don't know. Or um, is Ren Slayer kind of like doing Oz. Like, oh, I talk with them behind the curtain, you know. It just could be Kang. She obviously has a big relationship with Kang in the comics.
1: Yeah. Both with him and against him. What? Yeah, so you definitely get that feeling, right? Like that that this is really just a front.
0: And they even have the conversation about beliefs in that episode. Owen Wilson and Loki. Yeah. It's like, well, you believe Asgard exists and like you're a god or whatever. But it's just, it's so interesting that they are creatures. Well, the idea that there is no free will if timekeepers actually exist and they haven't written the ending, Those kind of lines. And then just, oh, like no one at the TVA, the TVA exists literally as slaves if Loki, I think said that too. Like Owen Wilson can't go ride a jet ski. Casey doesn't know what the fuck a fish is. Yeah. (laughs) Like they're just slaves meant to serve these lizards. Like they were created to live in this pocket reality like no rewards.
1: (laughs) I'm really curious. Um, I I think more so than any other series, I'm more curious how this is going to end. Um, Because like you're talking about basically free will determinism and all of that other stuff could have huge impacts on the universe because at this point, we are kind of stuck in the belief that everything that has happened thus far in the Marvel universe Mm -hmm. was meant to happen. Um, and that someone is writing it, almost like the fates. Yeah. So it's interesting that they have, you know, three of them in Greek mythology got three fates uh, doing the same thing. Interesting. Um, so if that goes away or if it somehow ceases to be what it is, I feel like that that breaks the Marvel universe wide open.
0: Uh, Which I think, I mean, obviously we've already seen in episode two a complete fucker, fuck all of all the timelines. Yeah, crossing over just like the multiverse wars or whatever they call it, the beginning. Yeah. Um, That early in the season to see that, I was like, oh. (laughs) It worries
1: me a little bit from this perspective. I'm fairly certain that I've seen something where uh, Feige has said like, hey, this is not required viewing, right? These
0: shows are not required viewing. He said so that about everything, though. He says that about the movies, too, even though it's like, you probably should see this movie before you see Endgame, but he's always like, no, each movie stands on its own. Yeah. Because um, I still feel like WandaVision's required viewing for Doctor Strange, too, based on what we know.
1: Maybe. I mean, we'll see. Uh, I I feel like to believe his statement, we have to get to the next thing. So, like, for instance, you know what pisses me off? What is, we've talked about these shows and we've said like, hey, it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to see it. You can see the movie and you'll just be fine without it. It's the exact opposite of Captain Marvel. Like, you need to see this to understand what happens in Endgame. Not really true at all.
0: No, just um, understand the characters all, but you don't need that. You can be like, oh, Superman left. He's coming back because Fury's dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the through line, when they said that, that everyone was expecting was some sort of explanation for how she didn't get snapped. Um, and so I, that never was explained. It was just luck. It just happened things. Yeah. That's so what I always
0: figured actually.
1: Yeah. So I, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Like I said, to your point about, I'm sorry, to your point about, um, dr strange to feel like we need to get there before i can decide how true his statement is or isn't
0: it is interesting someone i saw someone bring us up yesterday for the first time where dr strange is like i've seen this many futures and it's like but only one of those futures actually exists according to the timekeepers like so did you see things that would never actually happen or how much lying is happening at the tva Or because he's like, if I've seen this many possibilities, it's like, yeah, but only one of those would be the time what the timekeepers allow. Otherwise, you're a variant, Doctor Strange, if you took one of the other paths.
1: I I think that that's true, but I think that goes back to the thing of determinism. If you're looking at from TV perspective, he would only choose one. Yeah. So it's not there is not. He would choose the one
0: that he saw the only possibility. Right
1: there is no possibility that he would choose something different so they don't really have to do it. Um, but it does get like the TVA's existence does make all of it weird because just the fact that they're going to these other universes and taking these stones and doing these things, you would think that that would be the moment where they intervene because the moment where Loki got that time stone, I'm sorry, got the space stone and left at the end of Avengers in this storyline that we're following, they were on them. Yeah. So all they of that comes that the
0: question. Yeah. Why like, Captain America did not have the question.
1: To. Yeah. So um,
0: I do. I still love. I know it's from the first episode that they just have Infinity Stones just lying around, and Loki's like, "This place is the ultimate power." <laughs> and then there's the meme of. Uh, thanos's lines or, or like the guy to thanos where it's like you'll be the first person to ever handle like two or three infinity stones and then it cuts to casey with this drawer of like dozens of Infinity yeah. Stones, including duplicates
1: he says something like nay that he's like you've got something the power nay, the nobility something
0: yeah yeah he's when what's his face is sucking up this is child child's yeah, thanos yeah. right that's <laughs> better get sucked up or just so people Diff. know there is a there is a, a lot of slowdown and stuff, so hopefully this episode plays okay.
1: Okay. Anything else on this week's episode?
0: No. If you want to hear, we talk more about it. We talk a Marvel Multiverse Mondays presents Loki Thor's Days, and we have to change the title eventually because Disney announced all their TV shows would be coming out on Wednesday. Those bastards ruining us! An alliteration, a perfectly clever title.
1: Yeah, not even just alliteration, right? Thursday, 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 Thursday. Well, that's why, that's, well, that's I think
0: we might call it like Marvel Multiverse Mania or something. I don't know. We might just mm-hmm. drop the. El- okay. Oliver, so, so clever. Just like Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Marvel Multiverse. And- <sighs> Way to ruin another good thing, Disney. <laughs> oh, wow. Well.
1: Um, ready to talk movie?
0: Conjuring. The Devil made me do it. The Devil made me do it.
1: The Devil made me watch this movie. Right
0: there. Technically. It's
1: not really true, it's
0: not really true. You made me watch the (laughs) movie.
1: I'm not the devil that you know. Hey. You okay there? Jesus. I think I hurt someone. This is Ed Warren here with Lorraine.
0: Let's get started. Residents of Brookfield were shocked this afternoon by the broad daylight murder of Bruno Sauls.
1: The court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth. I think it's about time they accept the existence of the devil. Uh, The conjuring, the devil made me do it. Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren take on one of the most sensational cases of their careers after a cop stumbles upon a dazed and bloody young man walking down the road. Accused of murder, the suspect claims demonic possession defense, forcing the Warrens into a supernatural inquiry unlike anything they've ever seen before. This film has a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 57% on rotten tomatoes from the critics, while it has an eighty. percent four percent 53 percent on metacritic overall nick Dahl, non-spoiler impressions of this film
0: this is the first conjuring movie i've seen it is and i enjoyed the hell out of it every minute i was like this is great i don't know and then i'm like we need a constantine crossover right away warner brothers no we don't (laughs) this is constantine without the character the main characters being alcoholic
1: (laughs) no they're just really upstanding
0: (laughs) individuals so I don't know. I haven't seen the other ones. I actually watched most of the first Conjuring last night after I finished Conjuring 3. But I just became obsessed with the lore afterwards and looked some of it up on Wikipedia. But yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. I'm actually, I'm glad I didn't look at the reviews first because that could have influenced my opinion, honestly. Okay.
1: Um, uh, about so for me, my spoiler-free impressions was having seen all of the movies, it was a slight disappointment. It's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination Um, we've seen bad movies recently that that said yeah we've just been flogging ourselves lately um but for me the first two movies i really like and i generally like james wan's horror movies um he's just so good at atmosphere and scares and and bringing all of those things together and just making a stew right and just like you're just in it and
0: he didn't direct this one is that part of the he problem? did not direct this
1: one and so that is the thing that for me was I created and this was more I don't want to say paint by numbers. it was more it was more standard and I think that hurt the movie overall but he um the let's see the second one in the series is way like first one was good second one I really really enjoyed to the point where I was describing to someone I was like you know what fucking go movie a movie one it is not up to the same level as the second one but it's mostly because at this point I'm just invested in this fictional version of the war
0: and so yeah Ray giving some spoilers yeah I will say that uh, I love Patrick Wilson like i've seen the first insidious only i saw it actually before it came out by like a year um because a friend just had a copy because he worked for the company that was selling it internationally um i don't remember those movies at all but <laughs> i love patrick wilson especially like when he shows up at something like the a team he's like just a jerk you're like fuck yeah but even in this kind of thing i i like the the couple better because of the cast they're played by they crush it spoiler talk
1: yeah um so for me like it's Swan has he's directed insidious insidious 2 the first two of these he directed these.
0: those two damn yeah he loves he patrick directed Will- oh i didn't mean aquaman he loves patrick wilson too <laughs> he does they, they're, they're best boy. good buddies
1: best yeah. good buddies um and fear he's even directed one of the fast and furious movies right so Man. he he's just kind of insane and just not insane but he just has such a uh a wide variety of stuff that he does. And I just, I I love watching his movies. For me in this, like I said, I'm invested in these characters. Um, So Lorraine and Ed are fun to watch. And this is, to me, comes off more like a love story than it does a horror story. Um,
0: In the end, yeah. I mean, it kind of reminded me in a good way of Interstellar. where It's like, love will bring us across the gap. And I hate that in Interstellar, but here it was like, Love, like yeah, the whatever the thing they stood under during the rain. I'm just basing the name of it at the moment. Gazebo. Gazebo. Fun <laughs> word to say. <laughs>
1: so yeah, um, the story. I, I it's weird. Um, I feel like I am. I'm falling down on my due diligence this week because normally the thing that I would have done, I would have looked up like how close is this to reality? Because one of the things that struck me as soon as I watched the movie was. This defense um, of demonic possession and how I know that they gave an explainer for what happened at the end and the fact that this guy only served five years for manslaughter. Um, I wanted to look up that case, that trial, and I just I, it just slipped my mind. I got busy this week, um, but I thought it was really fascinating. I wanted to know what actually happened in that murder.
0: One question I saw pop up automatically, just like on Google Answers, but I didn't actually click it because I'm like, I really don't care what's real and what's not. <laughs> but someone wrote, "Did he really have a heart attack during this case?"
1: Seems weird.
0: Right? In my head, it's- it just seems like just a plot point you add since these are probably mostly fiction, anyway. Yeah. Just like it gives an excuse for her to do more and him to like risk his life more to save her. And then yeah, like the pill at the end. I was I like that moment, the pill in her locket. He's like, I forgot the pills, just like that shot showed the audience. There There's one part I really didn't like because I figured it out really early and I didn't know why the characters were this stupid. When she's like picturing the place, mm-hmm. she's like, It's it's in a basement. It's like the, the train's muffled, like it's in a basement. And I'm like, You know what basement has all that equipment. <laughs> like before he even the other guy figured the before the husband figured it out with the river and stuff and stuff and train tracks i'm like you know exactly where there's you know a where basement filled is. with the yeah. Cult stuff
1: yeah and that's the other part of it like um as soon as you see um blanking like, you know on his name right now who's who's the former priest
0: good actor i can't remember
1: yeah from fringe oh my god this is annoying me
0: oh yeah he's the guy from fringe
1: <laughs> yeah he is he was on fringe he was on um sleepy hollow
0: god damn it he's just a character actor for me mostly i haven't seen fringe i just recognize him from a bunch of small stuff i did not
1: watch fringe watch friends certainly not like i watched um sleepy hollow but yeah uh that's gonna annoy the hell of me but basically i'm gonna look him up but as i am looking him up i will say like every time you see him you're like oh yeah he is definitely more intimately involved in the plot of this movie than is currently making it out to be um and so when the revelation comes that it's actually his daughter, that's the one you're like, yeah, that tracks. Now all I, need, all I need to know is, is he helping her or not? And I was actually pleasantly surprised that he was not in on it.
0: Yeah. I thought when the minute she showed up when he was just second time and he was just like sitting, yeah. like, I thought you'd come back. Mm. <laughs> it's like the old John one. Noble. Okay.
1: John Noble. Ah, that's
0: annoying. Cause I definitely know his name.
1: Um, so yeah, I, as soon as you see him in his house of wares, you're like, oh yeah, this is this is where this shit goes down.
0: And it was interesting watching that, and then jumping back to the first film because they have a conversation that happens in the first ten minutes of the first film where they're like, why don't you burn it? And he's like, well, I think it's safer locked down here. That's one of the first lines of dialogue in the first film. Is the one guy's the black reporter, or whatever, is touring, and he's like, well, why don't you just burn it all? And they're like, we think it's safe, and they they even use the gun like they both use this exact same line of dialogue they even use the gun metaphor where it's like i'm just taking guns off the streets well patrick wilson says that in the first movie and this guy says it in the third movie yeah i
1: i was i'm glad you reminded me like i i enjoy the first one but i don't
0: remember it that well i'm not finished with it see and here's one of the without having seen the other ones i assumed this one was being more creative like switching it up where it's not like a demon's possessing a person it's little witchcraft things are allowing like three or four people to be possessed at a time. Whereas I assume the first two were more like the exorcist. So maybe this one was, cause this one's demonology scenes when they were casting people out played very oh. much like what I'd seen before in other movies.
1: Did you notice in the very beginning of this one during the exorcism scene that it was
0: basically like
1: an homage to the exorcist.
0: Yeah. When I, especially when the priest was standing outside the, yeah. At that right. moment I was like shot from the exorcist. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I, I feel bad for my wife sometimes when we're watching this stuff because something will happen and I'll be like oh that's that and she will she'll go like huh what and then I'll pause the movie and I'll go like look this up and so like just the Literally interruption of, of what we're doing. Meme. yeah um and I can't tell which part is more annoying me pointing it out me stopping the movie, or me asking her to look it up—like I, I imagine some combination of all of that shit. She's like, "I'm just gonna fucking stab you," um, but she suffers through it. That's why. That's why we're still together. Um. So I, I think part of it for me was I wasn't particularly invested in the people that the haunting was happening to. I cannot explain how they did this, but in the second one, I felt more invested in the family that was being affected. They did a really good job of connecting you to them, and I didn't feel that much of a connection to this guy.
0: I who, will say uh, for the hmm. first film, I did, here's another thing I noticed going from the third to the first. The first film, you spend a lot of time with the family before they realize they need to call somebody. And this one, you go straight into, it opens with our, our heroes, who we know from the first two films. I mean, the first film opens yeah. with the Annabelle prequel, like pre, priest credit scene. But uh, in this one, like by the time you get here, it's the Ed and Lorraine story. It's not about that family. That's what this movie feels like.
1: And I think that might be true of the second one as well. Like the thing happens, and then they're like, "Oh fuck, we need to call somebody."
0: And I think it in the first takes place movie, in London. Like the family has no idea what the fuck's going on. They're like, "I just like I don't believe in ghosts," type thing. Until it gets like really fucking weird. And then Ron Livingston, with the best haircut ever. <laughs> I guess his wife's the one who finds him in the first. But
1: I think I just need to watch the series again. Like I
0: enjoy. I'm having a blast. Um, I don't know how good the the extra material is without, Edinburgh, but I'm glad you're enjoying
1: it. Because uh, I, I, when you initially were like, I've never seen any of them, and so I've seen this one and are into it.
0: I never realized how much I'm into horror until I have to watch a horror movie or for a friend. I do like horror <laughs> when it's clever.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm I again. I Can't say it enough, James Wan is a master of his craft. So, um, I'm pretty sure he directed the first saw as well. So,
0: I did look it up. This is the second before The Devil made me do its opening weekend. It's the second highest grossing uh horror franchise at about two billion dollars. Really, ago, the ancillary movies that are officially connected. Like, there are other movies that are stories about Ed and Lorraine, but they're not part of the conjuring french like i hear that i was just looking up a little bit i hear the amniville horror is used as a prologue to the second movie because that's one of their main cases but obviously it's been done a thousand times as a movie on its own and there's one other one that's title i can't i'm blanking on right now that was a pretty popular horror movie that involved them also or was at least one of their cases but i think it was made before the conjuring franchise and probably the rights are all over the place for some of the the bigger like i assume someone else owns amnity horror I mean, house or whatever. Otherwise, they—I would figure they would have done that as a full, unless they're like it's been done enough. I would have figured that would have been a full Conjuring movie, not a prologue, which is how Wikipedia describes it in the second film. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I just don't understand how there are two Annabelle, Annabelle movies before, considering the opening scenes seem to explain enough about it. Like, yeah, we but I like it. how they use her a lot. Like in the first film, you see her. The third film, you see her again when people are walking through. Like the cops looking at all their shit and then they use her as a joke in the third one to the to the lawyer who doesn't think she can like she doesn't even believe them and they're like come visit our house we'll introduce you see the Ann- annabelle and next scene she completely believes them. yeah
1: i love that part um that they didn't even have to show the dinner scene oh. i was fully expecting them to and like i i almost court. want to know what happened but i also like the way that it was filmed where it's like no she's on board
0: I did, like, having not seen the others, I like the twist of, like, she, the devil, like, they didn't have, the demons didn't want to even be conjured, but, like, she the, she was placing those witchy-witchy things under people's house. Right. And, and like, in a flower pot.
1: <laughs> I saw this one quote that kind of made me laugh. There was this horror writer who
0: said of the rain,
1: he said something like, that. <laughs> if she told me that the sun was going to
0: rise 2nd opinion well, sorry you cut out a little bit
1: he said that if lorraine told me that the sun was going to rise tomorrow i would get a second opinion <laughs> so i you know take it take that for what it's worth for the the truthiness of what we're seeing
0: um well i imagine these are nearly entirely fiction there they saw no more than ghost hunters catch on camera during an episode
1: oh just wait until you get to the second one when you get to the second one you're like okay, yeah, this shit didn't
0: happen well, I mean yeah it's just like who was I talking with someone on Twitter oh <laughs> and they were like uh Annabelle like they were saying I was, it was like it was just a fucking raggedy Andy doll that was moved around the house was the entire Annabelle thing and I, I did happen to see a picture earlier this week of the original Annabelle doll it's not some creepy doll it is just like that home stitched doll with like the red hair like stitched on top <laughs> everything but scary yeah, yeah.
1: So um, I, I think this movie is serviceable. I think that I would recommend it for anybody who's a fan of the series. And I, I, think, I think it's well done enough, like certainly for like you, you, like, you liked it, um, that anybody who is new to the series would enjoy it. But that, that's kind of a nice thing. Even if you're new to the series, it just gets better, right? Because the first one, the second one, to me are superior movies.
0: And I was afraid I'd be lost jumping in on the third movie. But no, it's a good it's a fine jumping on point. I mean, yeah. it helps me being a film fan and knowing these characters are from other movies and that there's a whole we're literally a cinematic universe, not just a franchise there. But
1: which you know, is the weird one thing that's t- coming
0: the one thing that takes away from a <clears throat> the third one when you're watching third and then the first is you know, the third one's doing an opening crawl. I'm sure the second one's similar where it's like here's one case. The first one's like, "Here's the case and they didn't want anyone to know about." So you're like, "Oh, so you use their best case first because you didn't know you'd get sequels." Which yeah, like you it, do. But it says it right there, it's like, "This is the case that no one ever heard about. It was so bad."
1: Let's see, I forgot. I already forgot uh, how I described this one because I think they said this is their most. How do they cr- phrase it? They
0: said something. I mean, something about most being sensational cases. The most. Okay. Yeah. Because like, it's interesting how it has. To... I watch crime shows all the time how yeah in this case like his innocence was that the devil made him do it (laughs) yeah it was like it's kind of you know i've seen plenty of lately you know even like you know those kind of shows it's like you know they interview the kids with the way they're not supposed to whether it's a central park five or even this recent documentary i watched it's like six hours on hbo about like white kids dressed in goth gear and they assumed they were guilty because they wore goth gear and they were satanic and stuff and they were again you know interviewed by the cops without anyone else there until they gave the correct information. So
1: Yeah, I imagine anybody would be be out of a room where a cop is yelling at them for hours on end. Uh,
0: and it. Uh just it shows like the justice system that doesn't care, I guess, in this movie where it's like, not one of y'all wanted to be a witness to the scene that happened at the end of the show and there were like four helicopters flying around and shining their little no. lights. And not not no one's gonna bring that up in the court case. Wait, were those helicopters
1: or was that? I thought those were like just the lights of the prison.
0: Oh, maybe. I swear I saw helicopters shining their lights in, also.
1: Oh, maybe I missed it. I like thought it was such was a big a event. event. They were like lights.
0: all the states' helicopter. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I did watch it completely sober, but it doesn't mean I didn't remember part of it wrong. <laughs> I was like, I ain't doing drugs for this. I'm going to jump in a closet afterwards. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I do the last thing that I think. This movie is that I I didn't find it to be particularly creepy or scary. Um, and that is not true of the first two. I think the first two have better moments of of atmosphere and fear-inducing than this movie. The first like one
0: definitely does so far. I'm in it.
1: Yeah. Like the scene with the waterbed. I'm just like, that's stupid. This is dumb. Like, why is what's going on with this waterbed? Why is this kid playing on the waterbed like Get the fuck off the waterbed. You think you see something under there? Get the fuck up. Get off the bed. Get off the bed. What are you doing? And it's like, don't play with the hands underneath the waterbed.
0: <laughs> yep. So there's a weird me. time jump in that movie what? where I didn't. And then I caught it only because of the cane, um, where uh, they're they're showing the flashback of the waterbed, and then it cuts to them being in there. And I thought that was the first time they showed up, where they're like, "That's not a water stain." And then he has the cane, and I'm like, oh, how does he... And I had not seen their other movies, so I'm like, oh, maybe he carries a cane in all the movies. And then halfway through it, I realized that it, that the flashback ended and they were back at the present. It just right. seemed like a weird cut, but... I remember okay, that it yeah.
1: Changed. Ah, there was one more thing that bugged me. I can't... Oh, the other thing that bugged me... This, I keep saying the last... I'm not going to say the last thing anymore. <laughs> the other thing that bugged me was the scene with the altar. And it just seems like it would make more sense that either A the daughter should have killed them when she had the chance or B how is it that they were able to destroy the altar and she wasn't there where if she's supposed to be performing a ritual to save her own oh. soul from this demon where was she while they were while this was, was happening? she
0: like fighting with uh Lorraine while Ed just smashed it with a Ed was hammer?
1: um Ed was trying to kill Lorraine
0: oh yeah you like snapped out of it because of love, and then you take the sledgehammer to the table right after that,
1: yeah. But where was she? She like comes walking down the hall after that,
0: which witchy, witchy stuff,
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. No
0: explanation, yeah.
1: yeah, no explanation. So, yeah, um, it's enjoyable, it has weird, wonky parts in it, but it's still, it's still better than a lot of horror movies out there. Oh, yeah, so yeah, that's how I feel about it. Do
0: you All have a who anything? watches? Here we go, oh, okay, I'll be happy with-
1: so you've got nothing else to say about uh, this?
0: No. Are you good on it? Uh, I'm good on it. You already said your last thing. I said it? my
1: last thing. Are we going to do numbers? Do you want to do numbers? Do you want to do numbers?
0: Oh, yeah. Let's do numbers. What's your number? Right. Which which system are we using? I don't know. Just say. So you know. <laughs> How did you ever put it? The five out of 10 out of five. <laughs> Whatever. He, what I said, let's just make it five to 10.
1: Yeah. And I was like, I like numbers, but he and I don't agree with those numbers mean.
0: Well, let's just do stars then like i like to i'll give it a four out of five i liked it
1: and i would so the weird thing is i would give it three and a half stars out of five because that equates to a seven to me which yeah. is still a c
0: yeah
1: <laughs> and i
0: mean just like i said i don't always like that's why i don't like using the letters is because i don't like translating the four and a half out of five and i like but uh
1: a nine so for 90%. me I give
0: most movies a three I very rarely give point fives like unless a movie was terrible I give it a three so giving a movie a four means I would watch it again. Okay.
1: So uh tell me you're gonna start are you gonna watch like one, two, and, and three again and then you're gonna start watching Annabelle and
0: I'll probably won't watch three just like I saw it so recently. But I yeah. can see myself watching the whole franchise again and if I like one and two. Okay. But I'll probably do one, two and then I they don't even sound that good, the prequels, but I'd probably give
1: I don't remember which one is bad, and I
0: don't remember which is which. So. It just, which is everywhere.
1: So let's hear who watches.
0: I believe Amar. It might be the fourth, because I just, uh, fourth season. I think I'm in the third season, because I just burned through it. Castlevania.
1: Mm.
0: I got into I an anime, and then Jammer's like, it's not really an anime, and I'm like, Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, did we have this
1: conversation we had this conversation about what is an anime did why did he say it
0: because it's made in america
1: we had that conversation we forgot we totally forgot to circle back with him and be like so i guess we know his answer
0: has to be from japan yeah yeah because we never fit yeah we didn't but that's what he said to me and i'm like but because he's like that's an anime like uh avatar is an anime and i'm like it's way more stylized than avatar like way more anime looking to me i love it i'm in on it
1: yeah i i'm almost of the opinion that you know like xerox is a brand right like yeah. that's not what that is or kleenex a kleenex is just
0: tissue nose t- yeah yeah Soft but tissue or whatever. anime is almost the same
1: thing where it is there is a style that you look at and despite where it is produced you would recognize it as being the thing
0: the other definition, if it weren't that for me, would be that anything made in Japan is anime, even if it's not stylized that way, which would explain Resident Evil. And they're calling that series anime. And I'm like, there's nothing anime about it. Their eyes aren't big. Like, they just look like photorealistic people with dead eyes because it's the uncanny valley.
1: Yeah, it's a CG cutscene.
0: Yeah, they look like the video games. That's what bothers me about the Resident Evil upcoming.
1: And I guess that like, you're you're right to that point, because to me, that point that comes out of Japan, isn't it? So it is animation, it is Japanese, but it is not anime. Not in the same way that we recognize it, which tells me that anime is more of a style than it That's is. What I always thought. It's supposed to come from a very specific place. And when they
0: oh, I just yeah. cut out didn't I? Well for part of it. I don't know. We'll we'll see we'll see what this recording looks like. Because technically it's recording from you. I don't know how it works when it records to the cloud. If it'll catch more of your stuff and I'll look like I'm who knows skipping or
1: I can hear you just fine, but yeah, my point is that words evolve over time, and mm-hmm. I think that's one.
0: See, so, yeah, I would call it the style of myself, but it does remind me of one line in Super Troopers, where Johnny Chimpo or whatever you know, the little mascot on uh, all the weed bags. Have you ever seen Super Troopers? The first one? Yeah, and, and the the boss comes in, he's like, "What the fuck, are you guys watching?" And they're like, "It's Afghanistan animation, <laughs> yeah, animation from Afghanistan, Afghanistan animation."
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Oh, I will say the last thing one of the reasons I love it is Belmont is a Constantine. I keep saying Constantine today. He's he's drunk half the time. He's an asshole. He sleeps around, but he will save the day when <laughs> it comes time to save. The it day. comes down to it. Yeah. Even if you and can't trust him, you can trust him when there are demons.
1: <laughs> well, the nice thing is you've gotten on board with the series right when
0: they've announced a sequel series. So I saw that.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. So, <laughs> Anything else before we shut it down?
0: Uh, did you see the, uh, I remember his name, did you see who's playing Wesker in the live action Resident Evil? Uh, page to it. Oh, goes. I know,
1: yes. Um. His name
0: is, can't remember his name. But I the like wire. Has... Hold on, wait. Yeah, yeah, he's on the wire. Bunch of, he's all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: this he's... is going to bug me, bug me.
0: Well, you look it up while I talk. It's, it's definite improvement over, I watched, uh, since we also, I talked to you last, I watched three and a half Resident Evil movies for the first time, and they're mm-hmm. Wesker, they had like a good candidate for Wesker in every movie. And then they Lance Reddick. The guy who is Wesker, and it's like, ugh, wait, well, who plays his name? Lance Reddick. Lance yeah. Reddick. I like that direction already. Yeah, I really
1: like Lance Reddick.
0: I, it's funny that
1: it's weird that I couldn't remember, because I think when I did see the article, I saw a bunch of people pissed off.
0: Because he's black? Yeah. Of course. Why else? He has more charisma than the other Weskers by looking at her and seeing his other films. Yeah, and he a great voice. I love Lance Reddick's voice. He's going to be a good Wesker. I don't know how true to the, the video games this is.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Wesker's defining characteristic isn't that he's white. It's that he wears sunglasses.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> so why so I, weeks, I right? hate the Wesker in the original movies. Like, I kept seeing blonde people with accents. I'm like, that guy could be Wesker. In the second movie, I'm like... Either of those two scientists could be Wesker. And they introduced the real Wesker in the third one. And it's just the guy with the bl- fakest blonde hair you've seen in your life and sunglasses mm-hmm. and no personality compared to the other actors. Yeah. And I was like, really? You can make the either of the assholes from the second film Wesker? The guy at the end or the guy who shut off Raccoon City? Those guys aren't good enough to be Wesker? No, not at all. So, yeah. That's, that's all I got to say, I guess. I, <laughs> Japan and man animation.
1: I'm looking forward to uh to seeing him. Uh, I think he's pretty good. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. We shall see. I'm That's sure a lot right. of
0: people also hate the first photo they put out because it's him in an entirely female cast with also rub fanboys. There. I don't know. He's the I'd only, only on man attention. in the cast photo. Oh, no. That's terrible.
1: It's so horrific. It's one of the reasons why I loved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because that show is basically like women power hour. Like I loved the characters on that show. They were so fantastic.
0: Oh, I would... And Noel, you probably haven't gotten as far as me if you... Westworld became that pretty quick, too. Watching season three, you're like, oh, this show show's entirely about Maeve and Dolores being, like, superheroes. Like, the guys don't matter. And same with, uh... By the end of The Mandalorian. Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and, like, entirely women doing all the badassery.
1: Yep, and I'm here for it.
0: And it's much better to do it that way than to do it The Avengers. Where it's like, hey, we're, all the women are on the battlefield, the same place, at the same time. If they don't know each other. It's fine.
1: All right. Ready to shut it down on that note? Yeah. All right. Got the check. Shut it down. Well, dear listener, if you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We we'll definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM Online has other great content on the website for your listening and reading pleasure. Nick Dahl, where can you be found?
0: I'm at Nick Dahl on Twitter, and I also do Marvel Multiverse Mondays presents. Loki thor's days i will need a new name for that and please hop on the discard i've been the only one on there for a few days but i've just been posting every stupid meme i found about batman or star wars on i was on vacation
1: I was on vacation but yeah you're i'll jump on there too let us know what you think about uh, the conjuring series or any yeah. of the other news topics that we talked about today
0: should i watch the spinoff let me know or should i just stick to the main films yeah, I actually want to know the answer to that cuz I've
1: I've definitely skipped a couple. Like I don't I don't think I've seen the Nun, and I know I haven't seen the Last Annabelle, movie.
0: which wasn't the Last was Annabelle movie, a prequel to the first Annabelle movie. I was looking I it up. Don't remember. Don't
1: remember. Somebody let us know. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at @sjunjes on Twitter and Instagram, and of course right here on Breaking Creator the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Asala's on there. Don't
0: get any on you. Mission accomplished. You can't steal everything. and we made it up. <laughs> this has to be sad, even though there's two of us. <laughs> <laughs>